Hello, thanks for tuning in. I'm Kathy Wells for Digging Deeper, a podcast series hosted by ForConstructionPros.com. In this episode, we're chatting with Rob King, B2B Solution Capability Analyst at Shell Lubricants, about lubrication site assessments and solutions to help you maximize savings for your construction business. Rob, thanks for joining us today. Thanks for having me. Uh, First, let's hear a little bit about your background and your role at Shell Lubricants. Well, my background, I uh, graduated from uh, the University of Alberta up here in Alberta, Canada uh, with my degree in uh, engineering. And I went to work right from there to the mines in uh, northern Alberta, Canada, uh, the oil sands mines where I spent a lot of time up there, nearly just about 15 years uh, working in various roles in um, maintenance and reliability. Uh, I spent uh, a number of years uh, working with uh, the big heavy hauler trucks and uh, and shovels. Uh, I did uh, roles as planner, scheduler, maintenance manager, uh, team lead, general foreman, reliability engineer, you know, all of those fun things that you do with, uh, with those big heavy uh, equipment. Uh, and then uh, I was working with Shell, uh, and then I was doing a project at the time uh, with the heavy haulers that I wanted to convert over to synthetics, synthetic oils, and uh, working with the lubricants group. And they were actually looking for somebody, and uh, it really interested me. So so I got into uh, lubricants uh, with Shell Lubricants uh, that way. I spent a number of years as a technical advisor, and then recently I just uh, started the role that we, we started with, uh, where we're big role now is to increase the capability of our people. Um, the pandemic was hard on probably most people. And so uh, we, we lost people, we hired new people, uh, but they need training and they need to uh, understand what, uh, how to do work in the field. So that's my current role right now is to develop those skills of uh, uh, people in the field. Well, that's perfect. I'm glad you're here to share some of that expertise with our listeners today. Um, and now, contractors know how lubrication plays a key role in keeping equipment running safely and efficiently, but just how critical is the, the right lubrication solution? Uh, it's very critical. Um, we, we, we do something called a, a site assessment. Uh, we'll get into that a little bit later, but it's very critical. We, we see a lot of times when... Uh, you know, a, a customer, uh, a contractor, you name it, they're, they're using the wrong lubrication. And that's usually because of a lack of knowledge. They, they they're they focused on running the equipment, and, and rightly so. That's their, you know, their bread and butter. That's how they make, make their money. They run the equipment. We can uh, show them how they we can help them by making sure they use the right lubrication. And I like that term, lubrication solution. Because it's not just using the right lubricant, but there's a whole bunch of other things that go with that. We use a, a thing called the, the six R's, and that's uh, very you know we use that too when we're out there training and helping these people. You know, it's the right product at the right place at the right time with the right amount by the right method and the right people. And when we when we help our our customers do that, the uh, the right lubrication solution really does play a big factor in keeping that equipment running. Um, we all know that availability, uh, the more hours you can run with the least amount of cost, really gives you that lowest uh, total cost of ownership. And then by doing that, we can you know, really help them uh, maximize profits and decrease their uh, downtime. 
Great. Now let's get into a little bit more about lubrication as a source of cost savings and business improvement. And you mentioned this a second ago. Uh, what is a lubrication site assessment and how can it help business owners, operators, uh, and fleet managers? A site assessment is really, um, in, a, in a nutshell, is just it really is doing uh, an audit of the lubrication program and maintenance practices of the customer. So we go out into the field, we go to their site. Ideally, we love to see both the maintenance shop and um, in the field uh, lubrication. And we like to follow uh, the lubricant, you know, from cradle to grave, as we call it. So how the lubricant uh, comes in, if it's uh, bulk or storage, and if it is bulk, then how is that handled uh, by the people? Uh, even storage of, uh, uh, of package goods is, is super important as well. What are some of the issues you're seeing with storage on site? A uh, simple little thing is people don't realize that drums breathe. And so if they're stored outside in the, uh, in the, in the rain and the snow and the mud, um, when you have fluctuation of temperatures, if you let water pool on top of a drum, the drum can actually will breathe through the bung, even though it's sealed. It can actually suck water into the drum. And I've seen drums half full of water uh, just sitting outside because people don't realize that. Wow. So we can help them, uh, simple solutions uh, to help them with that. But, you know, is that cradle to grave, like I said, so when we talk about bulk, now how is it transferred into the bulk tanks? What kind of maintenance practices are done in the bulk tanks? Uh, how do we... You know, we do sampling of bulk tanks. A lot of people don't realize that bulk tanks should be actually cleaned on a periodic basis and sampled on a periodic basis to ensure the, the quality of the of the lubricant that's in there. Okay. So beyond bulk tank storage, where are you looking next? From the bulk tank, then we, like I said, we do cradle to grave. So then we go on to the next uh, part of that, which is how is it transferred uh, from either the package good or the, or the tank uh, out to the equipment and who does that. When I got back to the six R's there, we know it's the right method by the right people. And we can help, um, you know, we, we like to talk to people, how they transfer that, how the lubricators in the field, uh, the loop technicians, you know, they lubricate the equipment. So how are they doing that? We like to see that and we can help them with best practices there. And then a simple, and then the next thing is, how is it disposed of and where does that go? Because there's a lot of environmental concerns about how to, handle that lubricant once it's used. Yeah, definitely. And then, you know, one thing that we talked about earlier was that total cost of ownership. So by looking at how we follow that lubricant path, you know, the cradle of the grave, we look at how we can help with projects. And it's, like I said earlier, you know, the, the drums. Well, if you cover those drums, put them in a, a nice quiet spot or quite a nice clean, dry spot, you know, then you don't waste a drum of oil or worse, when you have a, a oil that's got water in it, we know that water is denser than oil. So then it sits at the bottom, you stick a stinger in that drum, you start sucking out water and then we put water into the equipment. Water is not a great lubricant. And we've seen where people have done that. And so we, we, you know, we work on how to help them with uh, improving the, you know, their storage and handling of their equipment. Another thing that uh, we, we, we that we do with site assessments, we have what we call the the wheel of reliability, and it's got a number of components that we want to look at when we're out in the field uh, as a, as walking around doing our site assessment, doing our audit of their maintenance practices, and 
we look at HSSE, we look at you know storage and handling, uh, if they're doing oil sampling, how to do oil sampling, um, you know, a number of you know really critical things that we like to look at when we're when in the field. Okay, so from that site audit, you've uncovered some issues. Uh, how does the team proceed from there? We then can come up with um, a lot of projects, and that's our number one thing is to is to get these projects in place so that we show value to that customer. And if, you know, we can do a number of things of increasing the productivity of the of the customer. You know, helping the you know, the, like I said, those field technicians or the or the mechanics in the in the shop. You know, with their lubrication practices, um, and if we can increase that, we can of course increase the the uptime. And if you have more uptime and less cost, everybody's going to make a lot more money. Big thing also, I talked about earlier about contamination. So, you know, water is another is a contaminant, but so is dirt and dust and other kinds of things. So. If you see, if we do a lot of uh, oil sampling of both the, you know, if they've got both tanks or of the equipment, if we see a lot of dirt in there, dirt is not a great lubricant as we know, and we can cause a lot of premature wear. And um, if we can help minimize that, you know, if a component is supposed to last, you know, 10,000 hours, and we can increase that life to 12 or 13,000 hours, you know, there's a 20, 30% increase in life. That's a big cost savings for 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 uh, you know somebody that's got a piece of equipment and uh, you know if an engine is fifty thousand dollars you divide that through by ten thousand or twelve to thirteen thousand hours there's a big cost savings there you that you drive that cost per hour down and then you can increase the you know you can increase the, the that total or decrease the total cost of ownership or increasing profits. That's fantastic. Cost savings is definitely something we're always interested in. Um, 100%. <laughs> can you share a little bit more about how the Shell team is positioned to help our listeners realize more of these types of savings? We definitely do a lot of, uh, you know, these site assessments like we talked about earlier. Um, we really like to get out there and uh, be in the field. So like I was saying earlier, you know, with that, we go out and we, we, we talk to the mechanics, we, we, we talk to the to the lubrication and uh, technicians and really help them understand why. We find when uh, we do training with the lubrication technicians and they start to understand why, you know, simple as cleaning off the, the grease fitting before they put a, uh, the grease gun on there and start filling the, the, the pin and bushing with, with grease. Because you're driving, you know, if you don't clean it off and you just stick it on, you're driving dirt in through the system and that increases wear, right? So we're, we're definitely trying to help them understand the why. Because I've, I've found and our group in the lubricants has found that when people understand why, they have a better chance of doing the right thing. Most people don't come to work to do the wrong thing, but they do a lot of times they just don't know. And if they know, then they have a, you know, they have a better chance that they, they make it uh, better. <laughs> if they remember, one of the things that he always used to tell them, if you remember anything, this Rob King guy told them once to, to wipe it off, maybe they'll do it in the field when they see it. They're like, hey, that guy said something about cleaning this. Maybe I should, you know, maybe he knew what he was talking about. Let's, and, let's and, take his and, advice, yeah. <laughs> take his advice and see if it if it makes sense, right? Um, you know, we have a lot of, uh, shell, uh, uh, TAs, technical advisors, they're part of our, 
uh, Shell Advisor program. And we bring a lot of expertise in. Um, a lot of people come from backgrounds like myself, you know, worked in on the other side for a number of years, and then they go into the lubrication program. You know, one of our gentlemen worked at uh, a tire plant for a number of years, you know, as a reliability engineer, they came into the lubrication uh, program with us. And, you know, it just brings a wealth of knowledge in that sector. Other people worked in steel mills, other people worked in, you know, construction, you know, and, and when we have that background of uh, equipment knowledge, uh, teaching the lubrication and, and the lubricants is, is easier, I think. You know, we bring a lot of that engineering knowledge uh, from our from our group, to, especially, you know, if we're going to a steel mill, we, you know, we like to bring our steel mill expert in and he can talk the talk and walk the walk and he brings that, um, brings that, you know, like I said, engineering knowledge and then we can, you know, understands the problems and he can really work to uh, help that lubrication program and then ultimately we're going to try to increase um, the business, right? Because if they're more profitable, then they can bid more and they can they can make more money. Now, on that equipment lubrication program that you guys offer, what does the typical outcome look like for a contractor who's participating in that? A lot of times we will get, um, well, like I said earlier, we, we work on these projects with them. And what we end up doing is we've, we find a lot of times they're really grateful because they just didn't know. And so we end up getting... Um, a great partnership with them um, and we help them and they you know they're they get decreased uh, downtime they get increased reliability um, a lot of times their costs go down because you know we're bringing these projects in to help them uh, to understand uh, why we're doing it and then to you know ultimately like I said earlier to, to decrease that total cost of ownership and that usually it generates a really good partnership and we'll keep you know, we'll keep those customers for uh, 10 to 20 years sometimes. Um, but like I said earlier, the most important thing then is is that partnership. And so if they have an issue, if they have a problem, we can give our engineering expertise. We can help them uh, with problems. Um, you know, we've had customers that were denied warranties uh, and we were able to uh, show that, hey, no, it wasn't the, the lubricant fault. It was a, you know, there was an actual default, uh, uh, sorry, not default, uh, a deficiency in uh, in the bearings that were you know put in the in the piece of equipment, and um, we showed that we proved that, and then they got their warranty and they got their money back, and they were able to you know be more profitable. Is there somewhere that uh, our listeners can learn more? Our website. Uh, you can visit us at uh, shell dot us slash construction, um, or even just shell.us or shell.com get you uh, to you know onto the website and we got uh, all kinds of information and different uh, you know different things that you can uh, you can find and if you're not if you can't get what you're looking for there you can always call um, our help number and um, it will uh, you can get in contact with our technical information center uh, and they can also help you point in the right direction as well that does it for this episode Thank you to Rob King at Shell Lubricants for taking the time to chat with us. Tune in next time for another episode of the Digging Deeper podcast by 4constructionpros.com. Make sure to subscribe and share. Until then, stay safe out there.